Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Passing Shot, the tennis podcast by fans. I'm Joel. I'm Kim. And today we are taking in all of the events so far from round four at the US Open. Please take your seats quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Kim, we are 24 hours on from probably one of the most dramatic moments um, in recent history in tennis, the whole Novak Djokovic situation. Um, I think kind of reflecting on it, I think what's quite funny about it is I think everyone almost kind of forgot that actually other tennis was going on at the same time this, uh, you know, this dramatic situation was unfolding. I know, poor old Shelby Rogers. She, uh, you know, saved four match points to beat Kvitova and just got forgotten about because of the aftermath of the Djokovic uh, default gate. Um, But yeah, any listeners who haven't already listened or want to delve more into kind of our take on what happened yesterday, we did record a special kind of emergency pod. So perhaps go and listen to that first if you haven't done so already but yeah I mean I think well it hasn't been too much really about it today has there Joel um you know the the incident it's kind of people are moving on and rightly so because there's no point dwelling too much on it now uh you know we've just got to think about what what tennis we've got um what what's left in the draw and what's going to happen in the second week yeah I mean what's what's done is done the only thing I was kind of reflecting on I just didn't think I think it, the more I thought about it, it wasn't a good look, I think, for him to try and negotiate and plea on on the court. Um, and the fact that he wasn't wearing a face mask as well. I think those were, those were the two things I was sort of reflecting on, I think, overnight, whilst I was like trying to get to sleep. But like probably other, every other tennis fan was not able to get to sleep. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's done is done. He's come out on, you know, in Instagram, he's put out, um, you know, a sort of kind of press release, you know, he's admitted kind of fault. He's apologized. Um, I think we all kind of want to move on to this, you know, from this situation, you know, no least kind of, you know, right now we've still got, you know, we've still got the ten, you know, we've still got tennis to be played. We've still got kind of the quarterfinals onwards to play. And, um, yeah, I mean, let's start, I mean, let's start on the women's side actually, because, uh, you know, we have both been today watching a bit of Serena Williams versus Maria Sakari, a rematch from uh, when Sakari beat Serena Williams actually in in Cincinnati. I know I I was kind of going into the match thinking, you know, how much realistically can Williams turn this around, you know, against you know in the space of kind of a week or so. But I mean, she was able to get the job done. I mean, again, it was a very kind of fierce match. Sakari was playing her own brand of kind of fearless tennis. But uh, yeah, Serena was able to come through this time. And I think, you know, maybe it shows that as a game, you know, Grand Slams are a completely different beast to, you know, WTA premier events. And 
Serena Williams is a different beast when it comes to to Grand Slams, and you know maybe with this Sakari match, um, you know she's starting she's starting to prove that. On you know because up until this moment, it it, it kind of did feel a bit kind of stop and start, didn't it? It did, yeah. It was. I was wondering if you know if it was going to go the way that it went, you know, in their previous match. But I, I thought this time around, Serena would would have an answer. I thought she, surely she can't, you know, be in the same position like set up against Sakari and and you know have that close second set and then lose it again. Um, but you know, Sakari went a break up in the third set. She was two love up. Serena clawed her way back, and then it was very close. You know. Um, they were both they were both playing well it, it but i did just feel that serena wasn't going to let it go this time and she's also in my quarterfinals in the collector set so i i needed her to to get through joel <laughs> um i mean it did look quite dicey you know at one point as you said she was kind of too loved down in the in the mm. third set and you know you did wonder or oh, is this going to go the way um of, of sakari because as i said she she didn't look like she was overawed by the occasion of of playing someone like you know serena williams on, on court and you know i think that's to be expected you know she beat her you know the, the the week before but i don't think that you know she's a very exciting player and i think that she's got great potential because as i said she plays this sort of fearless brand of tennis so that you know whoever is like on the you know the other side of the court she just kind of plays her own game and I think it's a very aggressive game and um yeah I think you know Serena I think definitely was kind of pushed I think to the to the limit I remember you know at the very start of that third set I mean she was panting heavily um you know on camera you could actually hear it on the on the microphones um you know she was being you know run ragged at, at points in that match but um you know, I think it's kind of, you know, we talk about, I think, kind of Serena, she's not really had an easy ride so far, a lot of kind of three set matches. And, you know, again, today, I think actually it does show you that Serena Williams, she's such a physical specimen in terms of her fitness. And, you know, she really needed that today, um, you know, digging deep in, in that third set. Yeah, like she you could tell that she's not quite, you know, she's obviously not where she, she has been in the past. Like she did seem like, you know, her movement does seem uh, a step slow to me. And if it had been against another player today, I'm not sure if it would have gone the way of Serena, you know, Sakari. Yeah. She wasn't really phased and probably helped, you know, in part the fact she has recently beaten her, but I still have question marks over whether Sakari, when it comes to like the big stage is going to, be a player who will actually pull out consistently big wins, like, you know, round after round. I don't know. I, there's still, for me, something lacking there. That's interesting because I... Oh, yeah. Are we disagreeing on this, Joel? <laughs> well, I see Sakari. I certainly see her. I mean, for me... I don't see her winning Grand Slams, though. I don't see her... She might get one, but I don't see her winning loads of slams. Yeah, I, I mean, I was going to talk about more. I mean, where do you see kind of Sakari in terms of a ranking going? Do you think she's WTA? I mean, top ten, top top five? Because I, I see her more in the in kind of the top five bracket. Yeah, you know, based on you know the tennis today, she's obviously still you know improving, and hmm. you know the fact that she's not phased by these situations for me it shows that I think she's got the you know the application, um, you know, on, on, and the right mindset when it comes to, onto a tennis court to. You know, I think really kind of, you know, challenge, I think in the kind of con- Joe Conta space, I think. Um, but yeah, I think she's, she certainly could go 
kind of top five for me. Maybe more in the, I reckon, the Svitolina sort Svitolina, of Yeah, I was just about to say her name. You know, the semi, getting to the quarters and semis, but perhaps never going the full hurdle. Um, but, you know, she is very young. She has a long career ahead of her, uh, hopefully. So, you know, it's early days, really. Um, but Serena will be playing either Perongova or Cornet in the quarterfinal. They're they're on court now. They're in the third set, like with serve at the moment. Uh, Perongova's just broken back. So I think either of those players, I could, I think Serena, yeah, they're both tricky players, but I think Serena, given the fact that she's come through, you know, her last few matches, she's fought her way through. I think she's got a bit of a role and I I think she'll come through whoever it will be in the quarterfinal. So then the real hard work begins from the semis, I think, you know. She's just finding a way to win ugly at the moment. And, you know, I think that is a, if there is, if there ever is one, that is a true quality, I think, of a, you know, Grand Slam champion is you just kind of get through your matches and she's just, you know, showing that she's able to do that, whether that's, you know, against Sloane Stevens, um, you know, in this match against Sakari, she's just finding, she's just digging deep and finding ways to win. And you, I think the question is when, is that going to run out? Um, you know, I, 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 yeah, I, is that going to run out against someone, uh, you know, in, in better form? Because I think there are other players in the draw who are in better form and, and kind of let's move on because, we were we were talking about Shelby Rogers um, losing to to give it to her, um, and you know she you know we have to apologise there because Shelby Rogers fantastic. I mean, saving four match points, winning in a you know third set, third sorry a match tiebreak in the third set against you know someone of the pedigree and caliber of a Petra Kvitova. I mean that was you know that was a fantastic a fantastic win for her, given that you know at the start of the season, I think, you know, she was absolutely nowhere. I think I was, you know, I was kind of reading her backstory and the fact that, you know, she'd been suffering, you know, knee and, you know, knee injury and she had to take kind of a year off. And she was like almost kind of out, I think outside the top 200 or there or thereabouts at the start of the year. I mean, to be in a, a quarterfinals after, you know, beating a, a Grand Slam champion like Kvitova, I mean, that's very impressive. Yeah, she's had her hardships uh, for sure. And, you know, it's all the more sweeter, you know, that she's, at this moment now and obviously she beat Serena didn't she in Lexington I think it was and I kind of thought oh that was just you know a bit of a fluke you know Serena probably threw it away um and therefore I think when I saw this matchup with Kvitova I was just thinking I guess I completely underestimated Shelby Rogers to be honest and that was the one match that I thought wouldn't be the upset (laughs) but lo and behold there we go she's into the quarterfinal um and fair play to her like she totally deserves it she fought her way through that match and I would have liked to have seen more of it, but obviously all the shenanigans. It wasn't a great day, was it? It wasn't a great day, was it, to be a, a Grand Slam champion? Because Jennifer Brady as well, who, uh, you know, I think for me in that top half has probably looked, I mean, she's just crushing it at the moment. She has probably mm. looked the most in-form player, potentially outside of Osaka and, uh, you know, Elise, and maybe Elise Mertens. But um you know, she looked very good, very accomplished um, against Kerber. I mean, that first set, 6-1, I, you know, I remember kind of, I was going on the app and saw that, uh, you know, she'd, she'd given a breadstick to, to Kerber. And, uh, you know, I was very, I was very surprised by that because Kerber's looked good this tournament. But, you know, Brady just seems to be, she just seems to be on a, playing on another level at the moment. And I, you know, I don't think there are actually many players left in the draw who are who are at that level. I don't think I don't think Serena Williams is there. Naomi Osaka is probably there, but 
I feel like Brady and Osaka, they're probably the, the front runners at the moment. Yeah, Brady was so, so good uh, against Kerber. Like she just, you know, the, the you know, Kerber sort of clawed her way back in the second set was really, really good because, you know, it was, it was very competitive. But like, I never felt that Brady was really in in that much danger. I just, I I have sort of conviction in her her mental strength and she just seems so solid. And the fact that she's literally won like nine of her last 10 matches in all in straight sets, she's not even been taken to like seven, five um, or a tie break in any of those matches, you know, in any of those matches that she's won. So like when she's up, she's, she doesn't let it, let it go. She's, she's going to be, yeah. I mean, I'm really intrigued. I expect her to come through against Potenceva who, is into the quarter. She beat Petra Martic in three sets. Um, That's a bit of an up and down match, but yeah, that yeah, was very topsy turvy, wasn't exactly. it? Exactly. Um, and we know how sort of fiery Potenceva can be. Uh, you know, she gets very worked up on court um, sometimes, and you know, she is uh, certainly one one to watch for perhaps different sorts of reasons sometimes. But you know, she fair, absolutely fair play to her. This is her first quarter final. You know, Petra Martic was the eighth seed and had been sort of progressing through um but i expect brady will will come through that match and i'm expecting a brady osaka semi-final in in the runoff uh in you know in a couple of days time to be honest yeah i mean that would be i think where the, the smart money is i mean just a word on uh putin's verb yeah because she played a yeah it was a very kind of uh, topsy turvy, topsy turvy match in that quarterfinal. I mean, she won, you know, quite a, a lengthy battle, two hours, 37 minutes, uh, six, four in the third. You know, I think this is a third time she's reached a, a Grand Slam quarterfinal, but first time on a hard court. I think the two others were at the, the French Open. Um, so yeah, I mean, she's, she's, she's doing well and, and kind of progressing, but I don't think anyone. I mean, I don't think anyone is expecting her to go beyond uh, beyond the quarterfinals. I mean, she's done very well, you know. As um, you know, she's done very well to get this far, take out the you know the eighth seed in uh, you know Petra, Petra Martic. Um, but you just feel that Brady, you know, this, you just feel that Brady and and the form that she's in, I feel like she's just going to blow away anyone who's you know on the court with her. Except Osaka. I don't think Brady would blow Osaka away. I mean, Osaka, mm. I thought she might come up a bit up against a bit of a, a bogey match against uh, Annette Contivate. But actually, it was a bit underwhelming in the end. It was, I think, 6-3, 6 never really got, got firing, to be honest. Um, so that was a bit disappointing. I felt like that match could have given us more. But uh, yeah, Osaka was, you know... Speedy Gonzalez, she came through it and uh, got the job done. She's she's been, you know, she's been fairly sil- like silently progressing. You know, she she's, I think she's, I think Osaka's probably looking. I would say the most likely from that top half to to make the final. I'm not sure if Brady would beat Osaka, but um, yeah, for sure, I'm very excited to see how how Brady actually can fare. Um, Interestingly, the I, I feel like the media are talking you know they're branding i think osaka as the favorite i'm not sure i'm not sure you know if our, our listeners agree with that but interestingly she said her record against uh, shelby rogers who, who she plays next in in the quarterfinals is not a good one she's not beaten her they ha- granted they haven't played each other i think in three or so years but in a kind of post-match press conference she kind of talked about the fact that she's going to go into their match and seeing herself as the underdog, um, which I thought was kind of interesting because I, I do think Osaka, 
I do think Osaka likes to create this idea, no matter how ridiculous it might feel, that that like she is the under you know she is the underdog. We know that she has that sort of introvert, quirky sort of personality, and but I think it's ridiculous to say like. I know she might not have beaten her before, but that was three years ago, like when she was kind of a different <laughs> player. So I just think that's a bit, I don't know. I guess maybe she's just, she knows that if she puts the pressure on herself or she feels like she's, you know, the overwhelming favourite. You know, we saw after she won her two slams that she did struggle to kind of cope with that, like mantle a bit. Exactly, so yeah. I understand why she would want to, in her mind, see herself as like, oh, I've got nothing to lose. <laughs> she's not fooling us Kim is she no, she's not exactly. fooling us um... <laughs> <laughs> but there we go I mean yeah it's um, look very much looking forward to that and then I mean gosh we're recording this Joel uh, Cornet Peronkova still going and then we've got Azarenka Mukova later as well as Mertens and Kenin so you know there's still two amazing matches still to come in the fourth round and one still to finish as, as we're recording this um, I'm expecting Kenin to come through I'd also give the edge to Azarenka uh, in which, you know, but who knows? I'm not wanting to make predictions anymore after <laughs> Shelby Ross. No, yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> I mean, those could go either way and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. As I say, exactly. I think we've got Mertens is one of the, you know, one of the most informed players, uh, you know, post, post lockdown where Azarenka won Cincinnati. Mukova as well has been very uh, in fine form this tournament. She's expected, you know, I'm expecting big things for her similar to kind of, you know, almost kind of similar to, to Sakari, but um, you know, it, it's, it, it's all, it's all to play for. And the fact that, you know, Kerber and sorry, Kerber and Kvitova are out. It just gives the sense that maybe it could be uh, another opportunity for a first time slam champion. I know kind of Azarenka is still in um, Osaka, of course is, is still in, but it does feel like, oh, and Kenin as well, but it does feel like there is a potential here for a first time slam champion. Absolutely. And uh, we've also obviously got that on, on the men's side as well, as we, we know that now Novak's gone. It's all to play for. Uh, it's possible really that kind of almost anyone could win. I mean, I, I don't know if Alex de Menor is going to really be a contender, <laughs> but we'll we'll roll with it. He's still got a chance. Uh, yeah. Where, where do you want to start with the men? I mean, Alex de Menor came I mean, through today against yeah. Brazil, straight sets. That you know, routine, I suppose, for him there. Yeah, I think we should stop, Kim, with the fact that Zverev, literally, as soon as Djokovic got defaulted, came out and said, well, now now it's interesting. And I think, I think that's how, you know, everyone should be looking at this draw because there is no... There are no, you know, there are no threats. There is no... There is, there is no... Um, previous Grand Slam champion the best we've got is Dominic Team, who I think has been in what three Grand Slam finals everyone will be thinking they've got a you know an opportunity here Alex Verev as we kind of spoke about yesterday he you would you would feel he has got the biggest uh platform biggest moment to seize um in that top half with the fact that you know Sissipas is out Djokovic is out he's looked uh, very good. He only served two double faults. Yeah, I reiterate that. But yeah, he only served two double faults in his um, in his fourth round match. So again, he's he's looking very decent. If he can, if he can, if he can keep the forehand errors down, I think he's going to be. It should. Be, I mean, I'd like to think it should be plain sailing for him to get to to get to the final. 
Yeah, I mean, that fourth round of Zverev against Davidovic Fakina, it was, yeah, very, very straightforward. I, I think Davidovic Fakina was struggling with a, an injury, uh, especially in the last set, because he actually ended the match doing an underarm serve, because I don't think he could actually manage a normal one. But um, yeah, it was very, very comfortable for Zverev. And I think he's, yeah, he's got Borna Koric next, who came through Jordan Thompson, Um which, you know, was probably the result uh, that we would have expected from that match. Korich, interestingly, how uh, he does hold a winning record against Zverev. But, I mean, just based on experience at this level of a Grand Slam, you know, Zverev did reach the semis at the AO. But other than that, you know, hasn't got an awful lot of experience at this stage. But I would, I would give Zverev the edge. He's also played, I think, less tennis. So he's a bit fresher uh, this week. So... Um, and then the other the other quarterfinal that we've got coming up would be PCB, obviously, uh, the lucky uh, entity that <laughs> managed to progress thanks to Novak's default uh, against Shapovalov. So you've you've got to go with Shapovalov for that one, really, haven't you? He's been playing really well. Oh yeah, definitely. I think uh, Shapovalov is he's I mean, he's doing it for Canada. He's uh, he's the last um, last Canadian in. Uh, Pospisil lost rather meekly today um, to Demenor. So you know, I think Shapovalov is ready to kind of. I think he's ready to kind of go to that. I think in his head he will be looking to go to that sort of Bianca Andrescu level of. Um, you know, platform uh, for Canadian tennis because I think he still has the opportunity to kind of go through the gears and um, um, yeah. Although I do, I do, I just remember while saying that we've got FAA Oje Aliassi playing Dominic Team at the moment. We do, we do, but Team is a set and a break up, so I don't think that's going to be the match that many were very excited about. I mean, I want FAA to, I want it to be a, a classic that match because you know, I I think that would be a I just a five set battle between them two. That'd be amazing. But I just, I'm not sure about FAA yet, whether, you know, he doesn't have the experience really at this level. And, you know, team, I think is stepping it up with each round that he's playing. He's stepping it up a notch. And maybe now that he knows that Novak is out as well, he's like extra kind of energized by that because he's been pretty good so far today. But it's still early days, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, because it was interesting. Because uh, you know, on the on the prime coverage, Jim Courier was saying, you know, Dominic Team, it will be all eyes on him in terms of how we, uh, you know, react to the situation. The fact that he is now the favourite, um, and that's a, you know, that's a situation he's, you know, never been in before. And you know, will he feel like this is a almost kind of like a you know Roger Federer situation at uh, you know the French Open when you know Nadal lost to Soderling and it opened the door uh, to Federer. You know, does Dominic Team will he feel that sort of pressure in the sense that you know people will you know probably be looking at him and thinking Dominic Team, this is this is yours to lose. Yeah, I think I, I think the only person that could beat Team like would be Medvedev in the semi-finals, just based on you know Medvedev's performance here last year. I, and I think if it was say a Team's rare final, I'd, I'd give the edge to Team for sure because you know he's had three three slam finals already, so that's got to count for something. Um, so yeah, team is probably going to be the most <laughs> obvious and likely candidate, but you know, straight, I really don't know what, I mean, what if something random happens and, you know, I mean, we, we've seen something crazy happen yesterday. There is a whole host of possibilities that could still unfold 
uh, over the next week. So uh, we we shall see. But um, I think he'll come through against FAA uh, actually fairly comfortably, uh, which is a bit of a shame because yeah, I would have liked I would like that match to to be. An ep- a bit of an epic but <laughs> Kim I literally I was I was watching the start of it Dominic team's um return position on Ojalia Seam's serve so far um, back. it was like it was so yeah it was like if if Nick Kyrgios was the other side of the net he would have been breaking out the the underarm serves uh for for sure because I mean he was like literally off the the TV camera but um yeah I mean he he has been look he has looked uh you know very good he's it's I think it's impressive actually he's been able to kind of shut out that you know that horror show that he had um in Cincinnati against uh Kranjevic um and been able to kind of put this uh put this form together because yeah he he definitely is I think living up to the billing I mean looking at kind of the other fourth round matches um that are still to be played we've got berrettini rublev tiafo medvedev i mean berrettini and rublev have kind of been uh going through the draw you're not really you know on anyone's radar similar i think to kind of you know putintsova don't think berrettini actually has, has dropped a set yet um and it's it's almost quite quite cruel that we're not really kind of talking him up because i mean he is the sixth seed and he he's got to the semi-finals last year didn't yeah, he yeah, I know, so. it's crazy it's crazy that we don't even you know, know it's uh, it's awful isn't you, it? i mean you're thinking are you thinking like rublev's the favorite now do you think kind of well i am actually but then berrettini technically technically should be given what he did here last year and, and actually he's you know higher ranked but yeah, it's, isn't it funny how we gravitate just towards like a couple of names and then it's so easy to overlook other candidates and much to our, you know, much to our sort of problem really because, you know, we then get a surprise, but maybe it's not really a surprise if we were looking more closely at everyone. But that's the thing and there's so much happening at Grand Slam. It is hard to to watch everyone and to keep up to date with everything um, as it happens. But yeah, but that's still got, you know, that's still... Um, all happening later and um, Medvedev TFO I expect Medvedev will come through that one might go to four sets though um and then just a note on the doubles we had Jamie Murray and Neil Skupski losing today in their quarterfinal against Pavic and Suarez so that's a bit of a frustration uh, frustration for British fans but we do have Joe Salisbury in the semis already so uh, fingers crossed uh, all hopes now rest with Joe uh, from a British perspective um and then actually, Joel, um, breaking news, Peronkova has just won. So she's just won against Cornet 6-3 in the third. So she'll be playing Serena. She's still be two, the two gift that keeps on, on giving. She is, yeah, as you said oh. on Twitter. She is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see her like win a slam. Can you imagine what a story that would be? Like first tournament back you I mean, know, for three years out and, and wins a slam. <laughs> that would just be the ultimate. I mean, I find it so, you know, inspiring, I guess, that, you know, we've got like mum versus mum in, you know, quarterfinal at a Grand Slam. And, uh, you know, I I don't know. Have we ever had, I mean, when was the last time we had a mum versus mum ladies Grand Slam final? Um, that would be really, I mean, that would be really cool. I don't know. It's just, it's just something that I think is really, um, you know, interesting because, you know, as we kind of talked about, Pronkova wasn't really, tennis wasn't really on her you know, radar and the fact that, you know, the WTA sort of kind of changed up their uh, approach to the kind of the ranking system um, to accommodate uh, mums um, a lot better, uh, you know, it kind of, you know, got her, um, you, know, you know, said to Pronkva, okay, I- I'm going to play now. So, 
you know, it's it's great to kind of you know see these kind of matchups and and see you know see where it takes us because um yeah i find it it's a, it's something i think it's a dynamic on the tour that you know we don't have really talked about you know i think um you know as much i think over the last you know decade or so it's i think it's been a bit more sort of you know focusing on the you know the young and up and coming players but the mums should have their spotlight kim and and oh. you know serena versus Perogova, i mean that's going to be a fantastic i think that's going to be a fantastic advert for you know what you know what tennis players are and what they you know what they can what they can achieve well i think um you know the, the three years out has probably given her a bit of time off as well to sort of you know obviously she's you know had a her child but also you know if you're burnt out after many years on the tour it's probably actually quite refreshing to then come back you know after a bit of time off and have another crack at the dice. And I think she said in a, in an interview, she said, you know, I, I may have had a baby, but, you know, I haven't forgotten how to play tennis. You know, at the end of the day, that doesn't disappear, does it? So if she's got the fitness and everything back, um, then I don't see any reason why, you know, just because you've had a, a child, you can't, um, you know, perform well and win slams. I mean, blimey like what's stopping you but yeah I'm, I'm very intrigued by the that match that I think that's going to be my pick of the the quarters to be honest I've I liked Peronkova before um you know especially when she reached the Wimbledon semis all those years ago and I've she's always been a player that I've enjoyed watching so uh, I'm really pleased for her um yeah it's, it's a lovely story we will be glued to that uh, and no doubt we'll be talking about it in uh, the next episode um, of The Passing Shot. Remember to subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you have been enjoying our coverage of Flushing Meadows on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave us a rating and comment. And you can follow us on social media platforms on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook uh, at Passing Shot Pod. Uh, do let us know your thoughts. Who do you think is going to win the titles? Uh, you know, any burning questions you've got for us, let us know. Uh, or if you can also email us, if you so wish, PassingShotPod at gmail.com. Yes. And uh, yeah, we'll be back for a quarterfinal catch up uh in our round by round coverage at the us open uh probably on on wednesday evening um so um yeah we look forward to uh digesting all of the the quarterfinal action and probably our terrible predictions as always so um yeah i hope you can stick around and and join us for that episode but in the meantime we're going to get back to the tennis and we'll see you again soon When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.